Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. This is a replay of our DPI News and Notes show that we do every Tuesday over on Facebook. To see my smiling face, find us on Facebook at DPI Podcast or on YouTube at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Now enjoy this episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor. Hi, I'm Matt. Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. Through creative content and live shows, we explain the hidden details of the Disney experience so that our clients can execute memorable adventures. Together with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel, we have helped hundreds of clients plan, book, and prepare for magical Disney vacations. Let our experience help you avoid common planning mistakes and maximize the enjoyment on your next Disney trip. Uh, housekeeping, housekeeping tonight. Uh, first off, thank you everybody. We just passed the 90,000 view mark on YouTube. That is freaking awesome. Want to say thank you to everybody that has watched videos, that jumps over here, checks this out, listens to us over on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You guys are awesome. Thank you very much. The other thing, um, we just hit 215 subscribers on the channel with three new ones this week. So we have Paul and Gina's Adventures. Thank you for joining the channel. Um, Nicole. It's just Nicole. Thank you for joining the channel. <laughs> and Lucas Gushan. Thank you for joining the channel. Um, awesome to have a bunch of new subscribers. Love seeing that number go up. Appreciate you guys very much. And if there's anything that you want to see on the channel, definitely let us know. Go on the website, fill out the form, let us know if you've got a top three idea, let us know if you've got a client question, let us know if you've just got an idea for a video, something you want to see, something you want us to explain at the parks. Um, we'd love to do that for you. So again, thank you guys all for joining the channel. Like I said earlier, we have Peter from Princesses in the Mouse uh, Disney Travel on with us tonight. So let's start getting into the news. So those are all going to run again. But Peter, how you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing well. Sorry for my uh, absence last week. I was out camping with the family on break and figured I'd be able to still find internet service. But in um, South Central Indiana, that is apparently not a thing there. One of here was the defining thing. I was at the supermarket on a weekday, so it was like Monday or Tuesday morning. I was at the only supermarket in town with my kids, or no, I just had my daughter with me, and we were just picking something up, and a, a gentleman looked at me, and I just kind of, like, he was looking at my kids, I'm like, oh, it's just an elderly guy that was, you know, kind of, oh, look, a dad with his kids, that's so adorable, right? Like, <laughs> sometimes do. And so I was expecting to be like, oh, cute kids, or have a great day. 
his comment, as I kind of like acknowledge him and give him a head nod, his must be kid day here because there's a lady over there with kids too. <laughs> I'm like, then I have kids here? Like, is this, and for a moment, I thought I had gone into chitty chitty bang bang and I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> sure enough, there, there was, there was definitely not Wi-Fi good enough to run this production. <laughs> Any, anywhere near where I was. All right. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and get us into the actual timer so we can start on the news, but we've got a lot to talk about since you weren't here last week. We had some, uh, some new discounts roll out. So let's get into the news. All right. We've got 15 minutes. So let's start out with the big news. We have a date for Phantasmic. So November the 3rd, um, which is a little bit earlier than I think we thought it was going to go. Um, I was thinking it was going to come in right after the party started. Um, I think you were in the same boat with me. So it just a little earlier than we thought, but still early November, we get a, we get the show back at Hollywood studios really as a people suck away from Epcot and magic kingdom during the holiday season. It makes a lot of sense. It does. In fact, here's how much sense it makes. As soon as that news dropped, I had a client who was going during, um, is going during that Christmas week. And they messaged me and said, Hey, we saw Fantasmic's back on our departure day. We're going to Hollywood studios. Can you switch that? So now that we can be, so now we can be at Hollywood studios the whole night. So I had to switch around some days. Yeah. So yes, it's a big deal. And, Exactly what you just said. It's going to work because if if I've got some clients that are switching some days around, if we go across all of the guests from now until you know New Year's, I guarantee some Epcot reservations are being dropped for some Hollywood studio reservations, and some park hopping plans are now shifting, and some dinner reservations are being made for evening in Hollywood studios. You know, so um, all good stuff definitely because. Hollywood Studios had sort of lost, you know, it has, first of all, Hollywood Studios was the don't go to this park. And now it's number two Yeah. Know, um, when I talk to clients. But it, it had definitely like Toy Story Land had worn off and Star Wars Galaxy's Edge has kind of worn off. The Ogas reservations are insanely easy to get now at 60 days out, in my opinion. Um so it, it is. It's a good thing heading into the busiest time of year to be like, hey, 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 you can check out a cool show. <laughs> yeah, and with, with that comes the Fantasmic dining packages. So with this dining package, they have their own menu. So this is something that they will enforce pretty strictly, um, especially without the dining plans right now. So 50s Prime Time Cafe, Hollywood and Vine, Mama Melrose, Sci-Fi drive-in dine-in theater and the hollywood brown derby all have um i'll I'll have this phantasmic package now one thing that they added is you can do breakfast at some of these and still get the tickets now which was something that wasn't necessarily there before you could you could yeah i did it multiple times in the uh the hollywood the disney junior play and dine oh yeah the 
the Hollywood and Vine. Yeah, yeah, I did because you know you can get the now Hollywood and Vine is very unique, Mickey, Minnie, and all them decor um, and outfits, but you couldn't get the Disney Junior characters. So I I know that I got Fantasmic Return at a Disney Junior at least once. Yeah, we've only we've only done it at Mama Melrose, which D- Disney Junior is probably the easiest one since it's the buffet and everything like that. So there isn't a special me- menu. Mama right. Melrose definitely had a special menu, um, and, and we're looking at prices for lunches and dinners between forty nine and seventy three dollars for adults. Um, twenty two, <coughs> twenty two and forty seven. For kids, so Hollywood and Vine is that big ticket one for kids uh, at forty-seven dollars for lunch and dinner. So, just just to keep yourself um, up to date on those reservations, are actually going to open for the Fantasmic Dining Package tomorrow. So, if you are looking to get one of those um, for one of the early shows for Fantasmic, tomorrow's the day when those go on sale. Um, and then the other thing is, is that. On Hollywood Studios, you were talking about Park Pass reservations. Annual Pass Holder Park Pass reservations for November 3rd. You cannot get Hollywood Studios right now. Yeah, so, a lot of people a lot of people changed oh, all, as soon as it happened. And with it being late at night, all the local pass holders were like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. okay, I'll get out of work and head to Hollywood Studios to, you know, eat one snack, ride one ride, and then go to Fantasmic. So, so it will have a new section. Um, I'm sure we're going to have bloggers and podcasters. I bet. Yeah, bloggers and podcasters. There, um, we might do like we did for uh, Enchantment, Happily Ever After, and um, I want to say Illuminations, Harmonious, but uh, and, and live stream that first show um, if we can get a good stream over there. Uh, keeping on the dining side. I know one of my fa- family's favorite places to eat for breakfast at Epcot is reopening. Akershus Royal ba- Banquet Hall um, is reopening. And it sounds like it's only going to reopen for dinner to begin with. Um, so Disney did not announce more. They, they said they were going to announce more details by the 24th. We really haven't gotten any more details. Um do 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 will be open only for dinner during the initial reopening period which opens through late December. So yeah, it's uh 2:45 to 8:05 are the hours for Akershush. Um the dinner they they are going to do it as a family style dinner right now. Um they're not going to go back to that full menu. Now because that's some of the best food on property. I was going to say, you know, explain that full menu because it is a very unique full menu. It, it really was. And it's been so long since I've eaten there. But basically, you have a you had a salad bar that you could kind of go grab some plates. But it wasn't like a traditional salad bar. It was Norwegian-inspired. So it was a lot of, like, you know, kind of unique cheeses and crackers and meats and, um, you know, like... I remember pickled herring being there a couple of times. That's a very, very, like, very traditional Scandinavian um, thing that just gets eaten as a snack quite often. Um, But then the full menu was just fantastic. Uh, There was a pork chop. or No, I think it was a lamb chop. Um, There was a meatloaf. There were a chicken dish. But all of them, like, 
this sounds crazy, but it's like gourmet IKEA cafe. <laughs> the best way, best way that I can put Akershus menu is gourmet IKEA cafe because everything had those like Scandinavian, those Norway Sweden type of of flavors and yeah, gosh, it was just so good. Um, so it is reopening so, on November the 4th. Uh, reservations opened up yesterday if you want to grab a reservation for dinner there. Again, really good place. And they will have the princesses back when it reopens. So that's another thing. It is a character dining uh, venue. So they will have princesses and you have a little parade and all kinds of stuff there. And it's done really well. Really cool. I'm glad that it's not the cooling lounge. We went in there when it was the cooling lounge. And it was just weird being in there with it empty. It was, for sure. Um, Run Disney events for 2023 and 2024 have now all been announced. Uh, The last Run Disney event that hadn't been announced in 2023 was the Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend. That is going to be November 2nd through 5th. So all that means is that the first Christmas party will now be on the 6th the next year. Because that's how they that's how they run it. Because they'll have their wine and dines usually the weekend after Halloween, and then the first Chris, Christmas party is that Tuesday. So, um, yep, for sure. Um, Walt Disney World half Mar- or Walt Disney World Marathon weekend presented by State Farm, January third through seventh of twenty four. Uh oh, Figment. Disney Princess Half Marathon Weekend presented by Corksicle, 22nd through 25th of February 2024. Run Disney Springtime Surprise Weekend, April 18th through 21st of 2024. So all of these events are up on the Run Disney uh, website. So go over there and check it out. And they will also give you some more information on when they are going to go public. Because they do do that staggered release based on your... um, money input to disney <laughs> oh there's our there's our beep 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 and peter's gone so and he's back and he's and he's leaving uh disney enchantment to be replaced by minnie's wonderful christmas time fireworks for the week of christmas uh this is this is pretty cool because they haven't done this in years past they've done it on christmas eve and christmas day but not necessarily for the whole week so, um, Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks display is the special fireworks that is done for the very Merry Christmas party. Um, and it's, it's really cool show Christmas carols, little, um, narrative sections with Minnie Mouse and friends. So really good show. December 23rd through 29th at 8.15 PM nightly. So, pretty cool. So, you got November 8th through the 22nd. On select nights, you're going to have Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks. Now, through November 21st, select nights, you're going to get Disney's Enchantment. During the nights without a very merry Christmas party, the 23rd through the 29th will all be the Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks during normal operating hours. December 30th and 31st, you're going to get the New Year's Eve fireworks. And then on January 1st, you'll return to the normal Disney Enchantment schedule. For as long as Enchantment goes until they bring in the Happily Ever After themed show that is going to be part of the Disney 100 celebration. So, um, 
Yeah, one more. What's that? Uh, November 13th, Blizzard Beach is going to reopen, which means that Typhoon Lagoon will go into its refurbishment. But just like you and I speculated for the last, like, year, big things happen. It's Frozen-themed now. It is Frozen-themed. There are hints to Frozen all around the water park now, which is pretty cool. Yeah, Uh, so November 13th, if you're going down, might be worth upgrading those tickets to the, uh, the Park Hopper Plus to where you can get that, or... You know, taking the $60 per person hit to head over there for a day um, to check out that brand new that brand new water park. I'm going to so call it a brand new water park. Yeah, because- so another, another big thing that happened. So they released the annual pass holder discount for the beginning of next year, which is a huge discount because it runs all the way through spring break, which it normally never does. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a huge deal. They also announced that Disney World restaurants begin setting aside additional dining reservation inventory for hotel guests. So this is bringing a perk back to staying on site. Um, So basically what's going to happen is there are going to be times when you're on the website and if you have a hotel reservation, you are going to be able to see reservations for restaurants that other people without hotel reservations can't see. So. I I think it's all I think it should always have been that way. Now let's okay let's be honest. This is great, but this perk already exists, so don't get too excited. Because the perk is already that this morning I had a client at sixty days out, and I booked their dining for sixty five, sixty six, sixty seven days out. If you're not staying on site, you get to book at seven a.m. sixty days out for each day. Yeah. So we, as a hotel guest. You've already had this perk if you know what you are doing. What this might do is it might extend that perk because I've had clients like contact me at 45 days out and say, we want to go. And I go, man, if only. So there is potential that for those types of things, those Disney resort guests are now going to get a similar advantage to what the prior planners are already getting. All right, two two quick things. We got about a minute and a half. Uh, big rumor coming out that Disney Vacation Club prices are going to hit a huge increase here real soon. Um, so this is actually coming from Pete Werner from the Diz, who who has a a whole DVC kind of platform that they work off of. This, this is a big deal, um, and this is going to be coming kind of on the heels of the finish of the Grand Floridian and right before they get done with Disneyland Tower and the Polynesian Tower, which is kind of what it's probably aimed at. Then the other... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I'll, so I'll be honest. When I bought mine, like... If, you, if you're a Disney person and you're not DVC, what are you waiting for would be my statement. Because, like, it turned... So I'll kind of, like, distill it down into just simply... It turns nights at deluxe resorts. Because if you go to Disney a whole lot, you kind of... Pop Century's amazing. Art of Animation's amazing. The All-Star's great. Caribbean Beach, fantastic. All of those things... But if you go to Disney, you start to like want the finer things out of like this 
incredibly intrusive aspect of your life. And so what it does is when it's all said and done, you get your nights at the deluxe resorts for the cost of somewhere between a value and an intermediate resort. Um, so this big hike is is just going to put it into like over the year, over the years of the contract, if you use all of your points, um, it'll, I fully expect it to kind of put the cost of stay more in the intermediate price range, um, which again, I was kind of shocked when I did the math, like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be staying at these, even with the annual maintenance fees, I'm going to be staying at these resorts for how much a night. Um, so definitely makes sense that it's going to happen completely believe this rumor and that won't work all right so that's the end of news two things that we didn't get to horse-drawn sleighs are coming back to um fort wilderness lodge and the thunderbirds are going to be flying over magic kingdom on thursday so if you're at the parks that's pretty cool they're going to do two passes pretty awesome all right now to our favorite part of the show top three Business trip. Uh, Did the people move wrong? <laughs> it does tingle a little bit. All right, so it is top three time. If you're new to top threes, welcome. This is a pretty cool show. Definitely hit that like, subscribe button. Um, we are going to randomly draw a category tonight, and in 20 seconds, we are going to come up with our top three answers to whatever category we pull out of here. So I'm going to go ahead and pull one out, and it is going to be number four. Number four. I'm scary. Favorite food and wine festival booths. Oh my God, this is impossible. <laughs> you have 20 seconds starting now. Do you want to go to Disney? Contact me, Princess of the Mouse Travel, and I'd love to work with you on your amazing itineraries. <laughs> you can contact Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel on Facebook at PATM Disney Travel. All right. Um, that's it? Yeah, you get 20 seconds. <laughs> okay, that was 18 and a half seconds. I'm sorry. But I talked a little bit before we went into it. So with the, the Halloween ad is only 18 and a half seconds long. All right, I'm going first. Okay. I have seven written down, so if you take some of mine, it's fine. <laughs> I'm not joking. Okay. I'm not joking. Uh, all right. So first one, food and wine, we said, right? Food and wine. All right. So my... Uh, I was like, where, where are you going? <laughs> oh, I love food. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go with flavors from fire. Okay. Here's why flavors from fire is incredibly great. So first of all, where is it located? It's located by the little playground outside of the, um, outside of the shop, outside of creations towards test track. Why Flavors from Fire is fantastic is it's got meat, which is always good stuff. Um, they normally have a dessert, and then a lot of times what they do is they change the menu up throughout the festival, which is great 
um, especially if you can kind of hit it in a transitional period where maybe you get one menu one day, go back three, four, five days later, and you get a different menu the next day. So Flavors from Fire, um, really, really top-notch. You're going to get, like, filet bites, and there's going to be cheesecakes and just all sorts of good stuff at Flavors from Fire. So I'm going with that one. Uh, all right. My number, one. my number my number three is going to be the one out in front of the Mexico Pavilion. So it's uh, I don't even think it has a name. I think it's just Mexico, honestly. And across the bridge. Yeah, yeah. It's called Mexico. Yep. Yeah, it's it's the little tapas one, and it's got little tostadas that are really good. Um, you can also get margaritas there. Great little place. Great thing about food and wine, and I'm going to hit two things here just real quick on food and wine. Smaller plate, smaller menu. Um, items so you can get multiple of them and normally they're not super expensive like seven to thirteen dollars per item so it really makes it to where you can you know eat around the world and get a lot of different things as you kind of snack through these festivals um when dining plans come back one snack point for each item as well which is a huge deal except for alcoholic because it's always non-alcoholic stuff so We'll pass that. No, my number three is Mexico. Let's go to number two. Are we allowed to choose brick and mortar spots that do things for the festival, or yes, do I have to pick one of those little like the outer stands? No, you can you can do the brick and mortars. Ah, uh, I, I take back flavors from fire. Okay, so my <laughs> number three. <laughs> We're on number two now, so this is your number two. No, I was doing my number three. See, because you went first. <laughs> I'm not editing it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right. It's fine. I just uh, have so many amazing things that I want to say. All right. We're going to go number two. Uh, okay. Uh, number two, we are going to go with the apple seed orchard. Okay. So apple seed orchard is where they normally do the O Canada video. In Canada, if you go to towards La Cellier, down that little path off to the right, kind of in the back corner of Canada, um, follow that around, and you're going to find Apple Seed Orchard. And here's why I love Apple Seed Orchard. I like cider. They have cider. <laughs> um, in addition to cider, they always have a really, really good um, apple slushy drink where they it tastes like apple pie it's like an apple slushy drink and then they put graham cracker crumbles on top of it and some marshmallows and it is just absolutely fantastic um, they normally have like apple tarts and then they normally have like apple beers as well things that are like fall flavored and fall inspired maybe some cinnamons or some nutmegs or some apples into some like lagers and ales and stuff like that and so Apple Seed Orchard, I 100% guarantee will be on my stopping list when I go for Food and Wine Festival every year. There you go. My number two, I'm trying to find it because I want to say it is, it's over by the United Kingdom, but it's not the United Kingdom. It might be the Belgium one. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's called Belgium and sometimes it's called Cider House. Yeah, and, no, it's and called it's called Belgium during food and wine. It's called Cider House during flower and garden. So yeah, so Belgium is great. Waffle, the waffles. Yeah, it, the the little waffles. Oh, and then you've got, that is 
So this year they moved that to over by Brazil in between the in between France and Morocco. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you so, want the little waffles? Yeah, so it's got little waffles, it's got the braised beef, um, but it's also got really good beer. So it's usually got a fruit ale there, um, and a lot of good beers to taste. So, you know, it's got a wit this year, it's got an Abbey ale, it's got a red fruit ale, it's got a chilled coffee with Godiver chocolate liqueur, and it's then you've got a beer flight at it this year. So really good, like sweet, and then your savory beer is some sweeter beers as well. So really cool place there, um, Belgium. And like Peter said, between France and Morocco <laughs> this year. Um, Ireland is the one right by Great Britain. Okay, okay. that That's... And that'll have like bangers and ciders and stuff like that. Yeah. All right. So let's go to our number ones. What is your number one? You got a list. I probably haven't hit either any of them yet. So you haven't. I have a, I have a completely separate list. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And Peter's number one will not be heard tonight. That's right, because I want to cheat and do like eight. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm going to go my number one for Food and Wine Festival is actually right next to where that Belgium stand is, just to the left. You're going to, in Morocco, find Tangerine Cafe. And Tangerine Cafe is normally a quick service throughout the year, but during Food and Wine, they shut it down, and they turn it into a Food and Wine Pavilion. Tangerine Cafe always has incredibly flavorful, delicious, but also unique things that you're not going to find anywhere else. So, like, for example, this year they had a pomegranate cider. They had a fig cider. They had uh, uh, lamb with couscous that was really just fantastic um, because they put those, like, Middle Eastern types of spices on it. So you get some really, really unique flavors that you're not going to get anywhere else in the festival. And it is, it is a hidden gem because in order to get into it, you have to know that you're going to go to it Mm -hmm. because otherwise you'll just be walking down the midway. You'll see the beautiful tiles and beautiful Moroccan buildings. And you'll just keep walking. And the next thing you know, you'll see Belgium and then Brazil and then be heading into France. You have to know that you're going to go to the Tangerine Cafe, because otherwise you'd just be like, oh, it's a quick service location. It's not right now, and it is totally (laughs) worth Anything that you buy from that menu is absolutely wonderful. Um, That's it. All right, my number one is the Canada Stand, Um, and it is one, yeah, Yeah. you know, it it might be a boring one, but you you get Le Cellier steak in that stand, at nine bucks a plate with a mushroom sauce it's it's really good really good and i mean if you have some picky eaters it's a stand that you can get away with getting them something that they'll eat but still keeping it within the in the stands and not getting like chicken fingers or something like that from a quick service somewhere else so really really good place there you can find it in front of the canada pavilion it is the wrong way to go around world showcase but <laughs> I disagree. I always head for Canada. <laughs> You're a, against the uh, 
against the crowd type of person. But no, I mean, I think food and wine offers just so many different options. And you're not going to, unless you have multiple days there in one trip, you're not going to get the full scope of food and wine in, in one trip. You're right. Like that is something to be said for sure to everybody thinking about food and wine. You will not, if you expect to go into Epcot, ride rides and do the festival, you won't, you won't, you won't. Um, because you're going to spend the time waiting in rides. You're, you're just not. If you do, it's going to be like, okay, we have an hour and a half to walk our way around the showcase. And that's just not the right way to do it. The right way to do it is go grab some stuff in that entry area and then pull up a table and eat some food in between port of entry in Mexico or port of entry in Canada and pull up a table and eat a little bit of food. And then again, I go that way. So in between then stop into the apple seed orchard and sit down for like 30 minutes and have some stuff and then head up to Ireland and grab something at the pub or Ireland as you head your way into France and, and grab France, Brazil and Belgium and Morocco and kind of put all those onto a table and just have some bites. And like right there, just what I said takes two hours. Easily. Yeah. And, Easily. Probably closer to like two and a half to three. A lot of times at night, especially during the week, you have a lot of locals coming into the park just for food and wine. And and those crowds are back at the stands and not necessarily at the ride. So you really have to set up your day really well, knowing when you're there, when the crowd's going to pick up, and when you should kind of attack some of those stands versus riding some rides so yeah really really have to uh really have to think about that one for food and wine well yeah, peter I, and i had some other ones i wish i didn't have flavors from fire oh. hey th- throw out some throw out some extra credit oh extra credit oh, go for God. it so many um brazil has an amazing cheese bread france has the levian rose martini um slushy that is fantastic along with some really delicious food mac and eats is always a favorite because they'll do a cowboy one with chili on it they'll do one with beef on it and they'll do a trans, uh, traditional fantastic stands at food and wine festival those are peter's bonus three peter where can people find you uh facebook's the easiest way if you type in princess in the mouse disney travel you'll find me really quick send me a message in messenger i'll respond just as quickly sometimes it's matt that's the truth that's the that's the secret about it <laughs> Matt is LinkedIn as well. So um, one of us will get back to you right away uh, and just kind of start that contact. And then from there, we'll exchange some cell phone numbers. We'll we'll get a meeting scheduled. If you are local to Indy, happy to buy you a coffee and uh, sit down and chat with you someday about all of your uh, Disney dreams that I can make a reality for you. There you go. And don't forget, like, subscribe. And if you have any ideas, go to the website, patm.com wixsite.com patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com and check out the uh, little questionnaire up in the top right corner and you can submit your top three ideas Uh, thanks for joining us tonight for top threes while we're on it real quick um, this is the glass that you get for the Remy scavenger hunt this year this is one of the four options oh there you go there you go awesome so okay, let's do this in two minutes and thirty seconds, or am I starting and stopping and starting? Uh, might want to stop and start. Let me get out of this real quick.
Do you have questions concerning planning a Disney trip? Ask them live on the show or submit them on our website at patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning. All right, so he's starting the meeting up here real quick. Let's get Peter back on here and there we go. <laughs> All right. Client question this week. Let me get you back on here so we can hear you. There we go. Client question this week is in regards to um, bags. So I thought this was a, a pretty good one since we, we we go to the parks a lot of different ways. You know, we've gone to the parks with our wives. We've gone to the parks with our families. We've gone to the parks with big extended families. We've gone to the parks um, on business. So... You know, when you're thinking about taking stuff into the parks, what what is kind of your strategy for a bag? And and what are you putting in that bag? Hold that, hold that thought. <laughs> oh, I thought it was down. It, how is it not down here? Oh, sorry. I thought it was like three steps. Okay, so... Well, it depends on your purpose, because when you and I were down there for business, we both came loaded for bear. Um, both of us had our, you know, Swiss gear. I think yours was Ogio and mine was Swiss gear or something. Um, just chocked full of lights and cameras and GoPros and all sorts of stuff. Um, but that's not going to be your standard person. Here is what I recommend, though. I So my family, whether when my wife and I go on our own, I normally don't do this. So kind of all of it. Like when Matt and I went down for business, we both had a backpack, but that's because we were trying to like take care of stuff and we needed a whole bunch of stuff with us. When I went with my wife, I didn't carry a bag because, you know, it's two adults traveling. So don't make it a big fuss to have a whole bunch of stuff with you. You know, maybe make sure you have some like the essentials, maybe a small knapsack. So you have things like, umbrellas or ponchos especially if you're there in summertime um you know maybe if you're the person one of the people you're traveling with has like a purse or a shoulder bag to where it's not inconvenient to have you know just the little stuff like aspirin let's be honest like you know desiccating powder you know like <laughs> um sunscreen you know stuff just little stuff like that um so it's always good to have a little bit but if you're not in a hurry, you could always like not have anything on you and go, ooh, weather's looking bad. I'm gonna jump on the bus and go back to the resort for the rain. Or, oh, let's just go grab some quick service and just sit down in a place where we can grab quick service and then just keep going up and grabbing another little thing to nibble or bite on while the rain's happening. So you don't even need, necessarily need all that. Here's what I do with when I go with my family, which is where the majority of our viewers are going to slot in, and I recommend you do this as well. I always take a formal backpack. Um, it could be 
small, but definitely not something like a lounge fly. Bigger, doesn't have to be massive like a Swiss gear or like a full school backpack. Yeah. Maybe somewhere in between. Could be like a drawstring bag if you wanted. Um, but you want to have a backpack. You do. You really, really do. Um, you want to be able, if it has slots for water bottles to go in, even better. Let's get that. Um, if it has two separate pouches where you have like a main pouch where like your bigger stuff, like souvenirs through the day can go into there. Your ponchos, your umbrellas can go into there. And then a front pocket where you can keep things like gum or fruit snacks or, you know, other little like munchables and snacks and whatever else like that. It is do it. It super sucks. And if you're self-conscious, you just got to get over it because I understand I take one for the team. I carry the backpack the entire time that we're there. And I understand that every time I take it off, my shirt is a completely different color. <laughs> You're down, right? Like, it you is just slipped through it, yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it is what it is. It's a 95-degree day and you have fabric against your back. What the hell do you think is going to happen? You know? Like, so it is what it is. But, oh, my gosh, I cannot tell you how many times, oh, we buy some pins. Throw them in the backpack. Oh, we buy a T-shirt. Throw it in the backpack. Oh, we just got our redemption cup. Throw it in the backpack. Yeah, um, it, it's just nice to have that. It is because otherwise, like the only time you want to go shopping is at the very, very end, so you're not lugging around bags all day. It always cracks me up when I'm in the park and at like 10 a.m. I walk past a dad who's like carrying a Disney bag, like the little plastic ones. I'm like, <laughs> have fun today. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, yeah. How awesome is this going to be for the next 12 flipping hours carrying this stupid plastic bag? <laughs> yeah, we're the same way. You know, I, I have I have a park bag, and it, it it has been our park bag since since we started going to the Disney parks, and we've used the same bag, and it's got slots for water bottles, got slots for sunglasses, got slots, you know, multiple pockets. You know, if I'm carrying some camera gear, that kind of stuff, we can put rain jackets in it, ponchos umbrellas whatever we're taking on that trip and then you know if it's going to be a little bit cooler um it lets us put our layers in there as well as as it warms up in florida which is always something that happens you know you don't really ever get cold days that stay cold throughout unless you're there like end of december early january i mean but past that you know you you normally don't get any days that just stay under 50 50 degrees so but yeah Uh, I'm the same way you are, you know, with the family, we're definitely taking the backpack. Um, I'm, I'm almost always taking the backpack just because I've got some kind of camera gear with me, but I I would imagine if, if I didn't have the camera gear, we wouldn't have a backpack if it was just my wife and I. So, you know, it, it is, it is something that you need to take into account, you know, like, like Peter said, sunscreen, aspirin, um, They've got first aid stations there, so if you were to trip and and cut yourself up or something like that, you could get a bandage there. You don't necessarily have to keep that stuff. We keep some of our own hand sanitizer on the bag, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, really good. I mean, I'm a backpack person as well, so I think that would be the way that I would go. Um, If it was a straight client asking me a question on, hey, what should we take? Yeah, just just a medium-sized backpack would work out great. 
Yeah, and if you're if you're a person with younger kids, you can totally get by if your bottom stroller has a compartment or if you're renting a stroller, take one of those like really big like hooks. That's a really smart thing. Like you can go and buy oversized clip hooks, the ones where just it pops in and you're able to hook it onto stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, essentially a carabiner almost. And um that's really smart to do because then if you're getting a couple of bags, you just clip it, clip the bags into there and just ha, put it on three <laughs> times, three times today. Yeah. Three. Yeah. We, we got the trifecta. Yeah. So absolutely. I really, I really think the income, if you go without a bag, you just take a bag. Just take a bag. Ooh, pro <laughs> tip. Pro tip. Pro tip. Yeah, yeah. 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 Whatever sound haptic we used to, used to play when we did pro tips in our earlier episodes um pro tip if you have umbrellas in your backpack take all the umbrellas out put them in your hands hold them straight in front of you as you walk through security and your backpack will not go off umbrellas water bottles and sunglasses cases yep do do that to all those yep take them out and hold them out in front of you so that the security guards can see them the scanner will go off but they'll be able to see what the metal what the metal alert is and yep you go through it it then saves you 10 uh, upwards of 10 minutes if depending what the security line looks like for the bag checkers definitely does well peter again thank you very much for joining us um you can find peter over on facebook at patm disney travel or just type princesses in the mouse disney travel in the search bar and you'll be able to find him over there so thanks for joining us tonight it felt like a long show, but it's 8 o'clock, so I don't know. Yep, 45 minutes, right on the knot. Right on it, I don't know. <laughs> All right, that was Peter with Princesses and Mouse Disney Travel. Again, if you want to book a trip with us um, and Princesses and the Mouse, just go over to Facebook at P-A-T-M Disney Travel. Um, and you can get in, in touch with him over there. Just send a direct message and one of us will respond to you. Um, want to thank everybody for joining us, especially our new subscribers, Paul and Gina's Adventures, Nicole and Lucas Gushan. Thank you guys all for subscribing this week. You guys all have a good week and we will get into the closing. Peter from Princesses and Mouse Disney Travel joined us tonight. Um, you can find him over on Facebook at P-A-T-M Disney Travel or on the website. You can request information there. social media you can find us over on facebook at dpi podcast over on twitter at disney insights the youtube channel is the disney planning insights podcast and instagram is at princesses and the mouse um we've got content everywhere so definitely want to check us out
Thank you guys all for watching, listening, everything that you do. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel, and we will talk to you next week. Bye now.